Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Diner, our live stream about consciousness, personal growth, manifesting, spirituality, learning to love yourself, expanding community, and so much more. Each week, we prepare a scrumptious menu of fresh and healthy perspectives to nourish your mind, body, and spirit as we continue on this fabulous and tasty journey called life. I'm Vash Bodhi. I'm a journalist, manifester, healer, but I like to say coach, recipient of messages from a spirit guide, and the owner of an unabridged dictionary. <laughs> I got one of those too. Yeah, I'm important. Tammy Reyes, and my spiritual journey began when I was about six years old and realized that I seemed to be able to have a connection with animals and different kinds of energies. Until about 10 years ago, I was a school teacher from with all grades, K through college. Then I retired and I got to focus full time on developing my psychic intuition. And so I just love to learn everything that I can to try to make me better and clearer at that. And I love to geek out on all the stuff like art, literature, architecture, uh, travel, food, everything beautiful. I just love it. And I'm so happy to be here with you today on our second episode of Spiritual Diner. Absolutely, because together we make up the diner, and today's special is just about ready. <laughs> and there is no finer diner in all the cosmos. That's right. And if you're new here, be sure to subscribe so you always get alerted when we're open and what is on the menu. So what's on the show today? Okay, we are getting to it. Well, today we have got a fun show. We're going to be serving up the power of words by examining how words affect us and how we can evolve by using our words in powerful ways. Exactly. So for those of you who are watching, do you, you think about what you say before you say it? And are there some words that really sting or that maybe give you some kind of exciting tingle? Perhaps there was a time when words lifted you up. And do you realize that certain word patterns carry meaning and emotion? Do certain words resonate with you and bring good things into your world? We'll talk about all of this and more in The Spiritual Diner. Here we go. <laughs> so Vosh, let's start by clarifying what are words. <laughs> So a word just means a single, distinct, meaningful element of speech or writing. Sometimes there's a, there's a space before a word, there's a space after a word. That's a word. And sometimes words can be complete and absolute sentences. <laughs> we'll talk about that in just a moment. <laughs> so what do we mean by words have power or the power of words? What gives words their power? That is a really interesting, interesting question, right? Uh, for me, I believe that what gives words their power is the intention behind it, right? Because you can say a word and have it mean nothing to someone and have it mean something very, very different to another person. So I say intentions are a really good giver of power to words. Yeah, it makes us more in the moment and present. There's gonna 
present. There's going to be more power behind our words. Yeah. So we talked a little about um, the origins of words and the roots of words and how important that is when thinking about the power of words. Absolutely. And, and make, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, I was just thinking, you know, that we have so many examples of that. We were talking about the root words, you know, like, for example, the word abracadabra. And that means um, the root of that is spirit and sharing. And so that's a little bit about understanding the root words, because that's going to be part of our intention when we're talking to others. Exactly. Exactly. Another thing that gives words their power is our emotional connection to them, meaning our energy that we put either behind the word or that the word actually has within itself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And words have power because they crystallize or help develop perceptions that shape our beliefs. They could drive out behavior and they ultimately create our world. Exactly. And words are the ways that our body creates and affects the energy of the cosmos. So energy affects the atmosphere and it also helps us to manifest. So all of these things connected really do give words their power. Some of it is internal and some of it is external. Yeah. A, a simple example is when you yell fire <laughs> and see what people do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and that's one of those words that, you know, you should use very, very, very carefully. So well, words do so much, Vosh. Yeah, they really actually do. Uh, words can, first of all, communicate. You know, we use them to form thoughts and put them out into the universe. Mm -hmm. And words can uphold the truth or they can propagate a lie. <laughs> yes, they can. That yes, happens can. sometimes. <laughs> it does, it does. And that ultimately gets back to the intention of the person who is using those words. Yeah. Uh, words can incite anger, or they can invoke passion. Mm -hmm. They can end a friendship too. They can also bring people together. They can create friendships. You know, sometimes we think that people know how we feel about a particular word, but we may be taking it for granted and they don't. And that can cause some confusion. I remember being taught in school that there is no such thing as absolute communication. And that has always affected me throughout my entire life, because I always know that no matter what I say and how clear it is in my head and the imagery that I have around it, that there is never an opportunity for me to say it in such a way that someone else understands it exactly the same. Uh, so I started to learn how to speak in a way that made people feel things. Uh, I'll try to give examples as we go through the show, but... Um, yeah, as a means of trying to communicate to get around words, I try to speak through feelings, which is so yeah. interesting. Yeah, that kind of reminds, reminds me of what we said earlier, which is intention. And if I can add being in the moment with that, if we are clear about our intention when delivering words to others and we're in the moment, we can tap in a little bit, read them perhaps to know mm -hmm. what words might we go forward with, or maybe we don't want to say anything at all. Absolutely. I think that's really important. Um, we have words can destroy. Do you want to speak on that? Well, when, 
when you say cruel words to somebody, I'm especially thinking of my times as a teacher. And, um, and I actually heard teachers or parents saying to their kid, what's wrong with you? Why can't you be like your brother? You're stupid or something like that. Think about the impact and how that carries over to the rest of their life, unless they're super tough and can let it roll off. Words can destroy. Yeah. And uh, it's really interesting how we can look at the power of words from two different ways. And if you're watching and, and you're with us, you can see that sometimes we're talking about how words are coming from the outside to us and the power that they have. But we are going to really focus a lot in this episode about how we choose and say and communicate words that help to shape our world and to manifest, make us feel better and to accelerate uh, the dreams and goals that we have. So know that we are coming to those things as we work through the fact that words can heal. Words yeah, coming yeah. from you can actually create a powerful, positive impact. Right. And as we were brainstorming all these ideas, there's so many examples. Um, and I bet our viewers have a lot to share as well. But we're putting forth the idea of the power of words today because it helps to raise our consciousness. And that's what we're all about at Spiritual Diner, learning more, expanding our thinking and stuff like that. Exactly. And harnessing our power to manifest and create the world that we want to live in. So Absolutely. it's so exciting to do this. We, we <laughs> almost made this our first episode, but we really thought, let's talk consciousness first. And then we'll talk the power of words and refer back to consciousness. And I just want to say, even just right now, if you have not seen our first episode, please, you can go to our link tree, uh, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash spiritual diner, or go to any social media platform that plays video and or podcasts, search for spiritual diner, look for that photo, picture, imagery, click on it and find us because we are waiting, waiting, waiting <laughs> to catch up and, and share more of Spiritual Diner with us. Yeah, because when um, we're putting these together, we keep thinking, what do other people think? What are other perspectives? You know, I want to know others. And there was a couple times where, at least for me, I didn't have anything to say. And I was wondering, well, how would someone else perceive this or explain the concepts we're talking about. So we do care about your ideas and it gives us fuel for moving on. <laughs> Absolutely. We may have incorporated some of your uh, comments and questions uh, in future episodes. So please talk to us in the comments. So, all right, Tammy, since we're really now looking at trying to harness the power of words, what are some traditionally powerful words that you know and or use? Mm -hmm. Well, the ones we teach little tots are, please, thank you, I'm sorry, I apologize. And those are important. Imagine if you can't do that, if you can't say you're sorry for because you've got an ego or something like that. Mm -hmm. But um, another one is, how may I help? Interesting. What ideas do you have? What are some power words from you? Well, for me, powerful words help to advance an objective, a goal, a life, a vision, what have you. I find that the word yes is extremely powerful. I know that when the universe 
is conspiring to help me achieve something because I've either said that I wanted it or, or what have you, it will put things in my way to guide me to those things. And oftentimes saying yes to them will advance me toward a goal faster than I thought could be possible because the universe has put that avenue in my way. So saying yes to opportunities is very, very powerful. Yes opens up your thinking. And here's a little side note about how John Lennon and Yoko Ono got together. Yoko Ono had an art exhibit somewhere in Manhattan there. And John Lennon was there. And the art uh, that she had was you go up a ladder and at the very top on the ceiling was a little tiny word that said yes. So as Lennon climbed that ladder and saw the yes and then looked down at Yoko, things happened. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> That's a great way to, you know, get the message across and to hook a man. I'll have to remember to write that. There one you go. <laughs> um, another word that is powerful that seems to also be helpful and is somewhat controversial in the powerful category is the word no. And I'm actually going to take it a little further and say it is a complete sentence. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, yeah right? Uh, mm -hmm. Being put in situations <laughs> that you either are not comfortable or you really truly don't want, having the ability to say no and, and feel comfortable with that and sit in your power in that and not have to explain that can be extremely powerful. Yeah. And do you think it's a, um, it reflects somebody's consciousness because I'm thinking of someone that always says yes, that person never says no, and everything, it kind of becomes a burden. He starts to carry a lot of weight around. So the power of no is important. And um, one of my girlfriends even gave me a book about the power of saying no. And when I first pondered, I, I thought, you can say no, because I wanted to please everybody. So there's a connection in no that has to do with our boundaries. It's not necessarily a negative word, especially when you start to come into your power. In fact, I think it's really needed because you will start to distinguish, distinguish between what's right for you and what's wrong. And you're definitely going to have to say no sometimes. Yes, but considering that I just said that yes is super duper powerful. I struggle with no a lot. Um, not just, not because I, I'm not capable of saying no. Um, it's just that I always trust that the universe is trying to help me in some way when presented with an opportunity that I often want to say yes, because either it's going to give me an opportunity to grow in some way, or that journey is going to take me into something that is going to help me. Uh, let me give you an example. Uh, a friend wanted to borrow my car or have me take them to get some things, you know, to run an errand. And I thought, I've got, I'm busy. I've got stuff to do. No is what was in my heart, but I said, yes. And when we, while we were on the errands, I was able to take care of two things that I needed to take care of that I would not have gotten done had I said no, right? So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's trusting <laughs> that your path is protected and guided and that these opportunities come in. Uh, so oh. 
I, I'm, I'm thoroughly interested to hear what people have to say about yes and about no and, and where they find the power in both of those. So your yes thinking really kind of fit with your no thinking at that time. And it goes back to intention. Because when I say no, get off the counter to one of my cats, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's a positive yeah. no. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Unless they don't get off. Right. Then right. my power of words shifts a bit. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. So yeah, it's just really interesting. It's like in, in terms of how we move through the planet, like and how those two words play. Um, I, I find them very, very interesting. And I would like to hear more from, from people about how they play with them. And do they say yes sometimes just to see what the universe has in store for them? Me too. How about the word love? Love is a great one. Um, do you want to talk, speak about that first? Well, everything comes back to love. Mm -hmm. Our intentions, when they're rooted in love, gets us further along in manifesting what we want or reaching our goals or feeling better about ourselves. And I believe you've got the word love on your shirt today. And then when I saw that, I wish I would have worn my shirt that says, all you need is love. My shirt says love. Let me see if I can give it to you. Love is, let's see if I can show that. Love is everything is what it says. And I believe that love is extremely powerful, uh, especially for manifesting. Uh, you often hear people say that if you have a dream and the dream is bigger than you, uh, I often say that if you have a dream and it includes love coming from a place of love and it'll manifest love, that that is super amplifying for what your energy is all about. And I don't want to go too far into that because we go into energy next week and we'll be talking about manifesting. But anytime you can infuse love into anything that you're doing, it is going to feel better. It, it's going to have better results. Um, it's just going to be better. I, I wonder if that's why there's so many songs about love or where love is the theme of a book or a movie or something there's just a lot about love it's kind of interesting because with so much about love out there um one might think that we could all embrace it more easily but eh, food for thought <laughs> huh i wonder if it's love or if it's lust that people are singing about hmm i guess that would depend on how you see it and who's doing the song um speaking of that uh you know tom jones yes Okay, so my granny turned me on to Tom Jones, and I really like Tom Jones. And uh -huh. then when I got with Ray, he liked Tom Jones too. But he mentioned something, he brought up something that I had never noticed before about Tom Jones and what he's known for. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, his hip movements and pelvic um, so thrusts. It's not so much about love, but that would be a lust thing. And that yeah. totally changed my whole view of um, <laughs> Tom Jones. So, um, lust and love um yeah, kind of go together but not all the time yeah i mean i'm talking about just a pure sense of love that is non-sexual yes so yes. right that love well you know what <laughs> i'm okay if it's any kind of love let's just keep it all going <laughs> love is love yes all you need is love all you need is love <laughs> and that takes us to imagine 
Mm -hmm. I find that imagine is super duper powerful as well, because what it does is it gives you an opportunity to think about something differently. And yeah, I'm a firm believer that if your mind can conceive it, that it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's possible, then we can make it happen. It seemed the word breaks down barriers as well, because I'm thinking of um, when I was a school teacher and I would say to the kids, imagine what it feels like, whatever follows. Or if I'm leading a meditation, a lot of times the word imagine yourself, yada, yada, yada. So imagine is a word that actually does have a lot of power and changes one's energy when they hear it, really hear it. Interesting. Because uh, uh, you like, yeah, you're not just hearing it, you're actually embodying it, right? It's right, actually yep, changing yep. the way that your your mind is working. Yes. That's yeah. super powerful. Yeah, yeah. That's super powerful. What about want and will? We were thinking that those might be in this category. Those are really good ones, right? Um, because that comes down into really hitting what your intention is right? That's like desire energy, which resonates within our body super differently and creates um, almost like a vacuum by which the universe wants to fill. Uh, That's what want is. And then will is, is that energy of determination, which also falls under intention. Yeah. Um, And then I used to think less so now that want was kind of a bad word in a way because it implied greed. Like I want new bed linens because I'm sort of looking for some new sheets and stuff. Uh That is um, superficial in a way, whereas will changes the vibe. Like um, I will be psyched when I finally find some decent sheets and blankets and so on. So want can be a little bit needy or possessive sometimes, I think. Mm Um, and will is softer. Very, very interesting. So you would so saying I want new bed sheets <laughs> versus I will get new bed sheets. I mean, I feel how they're different. Want doesn't seem to work for me all the time. It makes me feel like I'm coming a place coming from a place that I'm not satisfied and I want more. And, you know, I'm very satisfied with everything, Mm -hmm. but I I will look forward to the day where I find decent sheets and don't get me started on the quality of linens. (laughs) That's hysterical. Well, if it's okay, I'd like to stay here for a second. Um, Because want, I mean, you know, and just saying those two things, I want new sheets, I will get new sheets. I don't know. Like, I don't think that want for me. And you said something really powerful. You said you, you don't really get the result or it, it, it doesn't feel right for you. I, I'm really clear that we all have magic words that work for us, um, that there's a way that you can phrase something that connects to your energy and your attention that brings it to you more quickly. So if want doesn't work for you, then by all means, that should be one that you that you avoid. Um, but it's just, it's really interesting. I, I, I find that want stirs something in me. Maybe I feel better about the word want. If we use it like this, I want world peace. I want people to get along. 
I want okay. this to come out today. So maybe it goes back to intention. Well, and what works for you, right? I mean, we're talking about the power of words and we're really trying to make it clear that everyone is going to have different experiences with certain words and mm -hmm. that these are general categories and things that we think should be looked at, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, as you are thinking about what to say and how you're saying it, understand the, the ramifications and repercussions of those words and see how they feel because it's all yeah. about that. Yeah. It, okay. it makes you think, wow, you really need to think before the stuff comes out of your mouth. Not that that should make you, um, you know, not comfortable or free to talk, but it just, I guess the whole thing about the power of words is to help each other to realize that putting a little bit of thought and being in the moment and being connected to your intentions before those words come out are so important. It's sort of like feng shui for... It's, it's like <laughs> verbal feng shui, right? I mean, are you familiar with the, the principles of feng shui? Oh, Having totally, things, yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, who am I talking to, right? Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I have known Tammy for a very, very long time. We went to high school together. Um, so feng shui says if you put things in certain places, it's going to increase your energy and the flow of your chi. And it's the same thing with words. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So here's my favorite powerful word. It's yet. I have found mm -hmm. and I have helped people get past some extremely difficult situations by having them phrasing what is either going on or where they're going or the obstacle that they need to overcome by incorporating the word yet. Yeah. yeah. Often at the end, at the beginning, you know, uh, I haven't learned to ride a bike yet, or I don't know how to ride a bike yet. I have not perfected cooking a turkey yet. It just infuses this amazing sense of uh, energy, a boost in, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Determination. It kind of reminds me of imagine because as soon as um, the the receiver hears that word, there's a shift in their thinking. Like um, if you think about the word problem, that can be intimidating. But if you change it to the word opportunity, you know, like I have a problem with um, I have a problem with driving all the way to New York. But if I shift that to I have the opportunity to drive all the way to New York. Wow, what an experience that's going to be. So it kind of reminds me of those words that shift our thinking as soon as the person who they are directed toward hears them. Or even just saying them yourself, right? I mean, if I say, as you just said, I have the opportunity to drive cross country. What that means is suddenly your brain is likely to start picking up with, well, what are all the different places that I could stop along the way? Who do I know along the way that I could see who I haven't seen for a while? Like it, it really does open your mind and infuses a great deal of optimism. And sometimes yes. to overcome things, what you need yes. is optimism. So, yeah. Yeah. yes. So I'm wondering what our viewers think, what their suggestions are. Because for me, it took a, a lot of thinking to come up with some of these words. There were so many possibilities. So I'm curious what other people think. Absolutely. And if you have a story, uh, 
with the word yet, I'd love to know. And if you need us to help you rephrase or reframe a, a desire or an intention or an affirmation to make it so that it's more meaningful to you, by all means, please leave it in the comments. I mean, we're not here just talking and telling you stuff. We really want you to know that we are here as a resource for you because our goal is to help everybody raise their consciousness and ascend, evolve, get closer to different tribes, et cetera. Yeah, totally. That's why we're doing this is we want to reach out. We want to have those connections where we can build new words together, build new vocabulary. And when I go like this, Wash, <laughs> what that means is in my mind, the way I would hope things to be. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, the way I hope things uh, would be is like a, a happy place. Like I keep coming back to the beginning of Snow White, which is so white, I know. But when she comes out of her little cottage before she hooks up with the dwarves, um, she starts singing a song and all the little birds come to her and the little animals come up to her. And that's what I imagine when I'm um, visualizing my ideal or how I want something to be. So if you see me going like this, it means that place I live in my head that is the ideal. <laughs> uh, will you just randomly do that periodically? So I should just keep an eye out for that. <laughs> yes. I okay, right good. on. I, I am here for you, whatever you need. You are safe here. It's a safe space. Well, I have to point out that Ray wrote, um, I don't love Excel yet. Oh, there, there you go. There you, you see? go. I see, he's feel, learning. <laughs> I, I feel the progress already. I feel it already. Me too. <laughs> and it makes me feel like he'll be able to conquer that pain. Absolutely. I mean, it really truly does because now he's open to learning tips and tricks that might make it more fun. And I actually follow someone on TikTok who does tips and tricks for Excel. So I highly recommend you go to TikTok. I think it will help you. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Right on. There's a connection right there. Which So what about powerful words that one might avoid? Ooh, I like this <laughs> because there are definitely some words to avoid. Um, you want to start off with this one? Well, um, hate, hate. Yeah. Hate was a biggie that came up and it's because, uh, we were sharing this, that I have, um, a dear friend and she doesn't like the word hate and she doesn't like her children to use the word hate. And so, you know, I kind of felt guilty for using the word hate, but it made me really think about that, how it is one of those words that has huge, maybe more than any word we have on our list or agenda. It has such a huge impact when you say, I hate, I hate those type of people. I hate that they don't do things my way. It really does put a negative spin on whatever's coming up. But we were also talking about hate in the form of, for me, Indian food. I don't like it. I hate it. I'm going to say hate with Indian food. And so it goes back to intention. But what a powerful word hate is. It really is. Um, it does put certain energies through your body. Um, but the, the thing about hate for me that is important is that it is not the opposite of love. So hate has energy around it that seems unresolved 
and is struggling in some way to be resolved. So when I hear someone use the word hate, I'm always wondering like, well, where are you on your journey to resolving that thing either that you think you should love or you're on your way to just not having anything to do with? Like, you know. So it's a reflection of one's consciousness, perhaps? I think so. Um, partially a representation of one's consciousness, but also more so a representation of one's journey with a particular item, right? I mean, if you hate yeah. Indian food, there's energy in your body with that versus I, I don't want to have anything to do with Indian food, which <laughs> I, I, if you're Indian and you're watching this, because <laughs> you know, Padma Lakshmi, I really love you. And I know you're going on to other things, but I loved you on Top Chef. Uh, I, I haven't, I don't have a love for Indian food either. Like it does awful things to my body. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like, you know, when, I just have no energy around it, right? Like I, I'm just like, whenever it we're talking about where to go for food, it just never comes up. It's not on my never list. in my consciousness. Yet, I'm sure there's some Yet. Indian dishes that we haven't tried that will be pretty yummy. So we can say <laughs> we don't love Indian food yet. There we go. There, there's a there's a happy medium. Okay, I I, I love that. I mean, it gives the opportunity for us to uh, be invited over to places where there's Indian food and for us to <laughs> nibble and try it in a way that is safe, nourishes our body and feeds our souls. Yeah, <laughs> again, it's it's intention because when uh, you say, for example, um, I don't wanna come out to California because I hate all the Mexicans out there. That's a very different energy yeah. than um, I hate when I turn on the shower and the water's really cold. Absolutely. So um, it's interesting. It's just a little four letter word, but there's so much meaning and power in that word. And it's a window into other things that can and could be explored. Okay. So how about the word try? Mm -hmm. Is, that word? Is that one we want to avoid? Well, it depends. Yoda does not like it. <laughs> Yoda don't like it. Uh, try is somewhat of a cop out, if you will, right? Yeah. It, either yeah. you will or you won't, right? Yeah. The yeah. I, the try. Um, although there is a quote that I really like, and it is that you should always do your best to try your best because the best is the best you can do. And I often get that mixed up is you should always try your best to do your best or is it I always do your best to try your best? One of them is more powerful, but whichever it is, try fits in there nicely. Otherwise. Yes. Um, um, going back to a school teacher, cause that's what I did for over 30 years. But rule number two, after believing in yourself is try your best. That's um, a more positive aspect of try. Mm -hmm. But if you say to me, okay, I want you to learn this material and prove to me that you know it by the end of the day, if I say I'll try, it doesn't seem like I'm really giving it the gusto that I could. So again, it's just kind of intention. And mm -hmm. um, I didn't know there was so much to the word try. 
There's a lot. If someone, if I invite someone to a party and they say, oh, I'll try to make it, I do not oh. make a canapé for them. There is no crudité for them. Absolutely not. They're not going to get a little name tag <laughs> by their place setting. Exactly. That's <laughs> And important. along with try is the word deserve. Kind of reminds me of want, too. Like, I deserve to have this. That seems a little greedy, you know, but I've got a background with Hinduism where all the everything materialistic and wanting, needing was kind of shunned upon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm still kind of coming out of that, but deserve seems to be a word that um, has some negative connotations because there's so many folks that feel they deserve. Look at the Karens and the Kevins, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, deserve is just another one of those words that um, might have some negative connotations. I guess, but suppose someone says you deserve happiness. Um, I can't disagree with that. I do deserve happiness and every single person does deserve happiness. So it goes back to the intention, the way it's said, and maybe the listener too. I'm going to, you know, although I said it, I think I may have to backtrack a little bit on that because I think that what we're tapping into in uh, the word deserve is that there is no effort on the part of the party that deserves right? I deserve yeah. such and such, which means that you don't have to contribute anything to the cosmos to get that. And I think that perhaps there's a better word that puts energy into things. Um, you know, because even if you work yeah. hard at something, deserving success is not the same as having earned it and evolved to, you know, be a part of the cycle that gives it you took the words right out of my mouth. There uh, is a young man um, that I've done a reading on a few times, and he just came out and said, I deserve to have this. I deserve to have this kind of a job and be able to put my music out there and so on and so on. But he's quite young. He doesn't mm. play an instrument. He doesn't know how to read music. <laughs> he doesn't he know Rush. <laughs> he deserves and a Grammy. So, um, but he feels he, that he deserves it. So. Um, yes, okay, perhaps, but you got to do the work. You have to earn it. You know, it's by no accident that I know that I'm in a position now where I have a little freedom to learn what I want to learn or go play in the garden or do some volunteer work. Um, it took a long time to get into that place. Mm -hmm. um, do I deserve it? Perhaps. Well, perhaps I've earned it. <laughs> it would be interesting to have the different, like how, how could he phrase that such that it it made the universe help him achieve that mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah would that be i want or i'm going to get or it'd be interesting to explore that i don't know yeah if i have the i'm answer. open to learning the things that i need to learn which i don't know what they are yet mm -hmm. so that i can at the end of this journey have some peace freedom whatever that thing is that turns us on I would even put want or I would put want or will have mm -hmm. in place of deserve to actually get the ball rolling for manifesting. But that's just me. All right. Let's jump into other words. Can't, won't, and don't. Very different words. Um, I, I, I find that can't is uh, it's, it doesn't really describe what is going on. Um, 
when someone says they can't do something, it usually means that they're not interested in doing it or they're just not going to do it, which yes. is, you know, it, it cuts off your energy whenever you say you can't do something. Right. Um, unless, of course, you put yet. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got some magic happening. Um, yeah, it's one of those words where when I hear it, 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 it makes me sad. The example I'm thinking of is um, you're teaching something to a kid and you know that he can do it. And he says, oh, I can't do that. Oh, well, he just put up a big old barrier for both of us. Now right. I got to do all this work to build him up and make him remember that, yes, you can. Yeah. Well, now uh, too bad you can't go back to that same child and just say, well, just say yet, darling. You can't do that <laughs> yet. And I am here to help you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, won't is interesting in the sense that it just cuts you off from even trying. Yes. And yeah. then we're going to get to don't in just a second, because mm -hmm. I have a very important message about the word don't. Okay. But we're still talking about won't. Okay. Well, let's go back and talk about won't. Oh, I don't know if we, if we were done. Um, I, so. I don't have too much else to say about won't, except it's just one of those words that when I hear it, it just puts it puts up a wall. It's yeah. like no, no further thinking or efforts going to go behind that once you say I won't. But it depends on intention. You know, I won't put myself in a situation where I'm going to be abused or hurt. That's a little bit different than saying um, I won't ever learn this. So well, it goes back to intention again. I'm going to put won't and don't into that category of things that I'm going to talk about in just a second once we get through uh, talking about should, need, and ought. Okay, bring it on. How about should? Should and need are very funny words. They put an obligation onto something that changes the energy around either doing it, completing it, yeah, good absorbing point. it. You know, good point, because um, I know that some people can beat themselves up by saying, I should have done this. I mm -hmm. should have gone about it this way. And pretty soon they're shooting all over the place. Yes, they are. Or even not even looking backward, but looking forward. You're lying in bed and you're like, I should get up <laughs> and do laundry. Right. I should you know, call, you know, so-and-so and go yeah. out, right? Like that energy of should is, it, it's something you don't want to do and you're trying to force yourself. There are better words to put the energy in to your action or intention to make the action better, more fun and to manifest more along the way. Yeah, isn't it interesting mm -hmm. that a word like should has all of these different connotations and meanings, but it keeps it keeps coming back, like you said, to intention. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, what about the word need? Another one, right? It's similar to should in the sense that uh, you need you need to stop wearing red, or you need to, you know, there. It's oppressive. You know, I mm -hmm. always say need is a funny word. There are certain things you need, right? We need to eat. We need to breathe. We need, you know. Uh, Maybe that word can be kind of liberating. 
you know, when you have um, a realization like, I need to get this person out of my life, or I need to go on this adventure. I need to read this book because I know it's going to expand me or improve me in some way. It's still a very funny word because it's putting uh, a, a, a level of energy on what it is that you're about to do that puts either uh, a, an expectation or uh, an escape. There's an energy around it. There is a better word to use to create the energy of what uh, healing or whatever it is that is being uh, offered at the end of the completion of that task. Yeah. So, and let's just, pick, let's pick one more, the word blame. Uh, we're going to go to the word never. Okay. Let's pick never. <laughs> you know why? Because there's a graphic <laughs> for it. That's why we're oh. picking never. Okay. And I'm relying on reading the text without my glasses. So proceed, Bosch. Bring it on. Never is, a, a, is an yeah. extremely important word to avoid using. Um, yeah. And that is because it's for two reasons. And the, yeah. the main reason is that the universe does not know the difference between do, don't, always, and never. It doesn't. So when you say something like, oh, I'm never going to do that. Yeah. I, I challenge everyone who's watching. If you've ever said, I'm never going to do such and such, how often has that exact thing presented itself? <laughs> or are you living in the world that you said you would never be in? Yeah. Yeah. It's very important. If you take nothing away from this episode today, it is to start to avoid the use of the word never. And then tell me, how has your world changed? Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm wondering what the viewers' perceptions are and what some of their words are that would yeah. fit into this discussion. Especially after hearing how we've broken down words and their power and what they do and the energy that they sort of generate within us that comes out. Because when we speak, we start affecting the wavelength of the universe. You yeah. Know, chanting. People chant for that very, very reason, because it puts out energy to affect the universe and the energy around them. So. And I'm psyched about talking about energy next time, because um, this is just a little sample, but words have energy. Chunks of sound have energy. Yes, they do. Yes. They travel in waves and meet somebody's ears where they're either well-received or not. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so um, why are swear words considered taboo or naughty? Or are they? See, this is a really, really interesting one because um, there have been studies that say that people who use swear words are slightly more intellectually honest. Right. But yes. on, on the flip, it is really, it's abrasive to people who are hearing it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know? Yes. And I am a person that has gone through that shift because, you know, I had a potty mouth, I but know. I wasn't raised that way. My parents were not cussers. Uh -huh. My brother even is not a cusser. 
Um, it must have been the friends that I hung out with that were a bad influence. I don't know. <laughs> I feel attacked. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Crescent Company excluded Bosch. Um, <laughs> but I think that is where it kind of came from. Is uh, And then it's so common on television and in movies. But um, when I was reevaluating life, you know, making new plans and goals and everything, it, it really hit me that I don't want to be a potty mouth anymore. I want to cut back on my swearing. I'm not perfect. I still do it. But in other company, it, it's been something that I've been able to be really successful at with not swearing because I know of the power of words and how that could just ring so hard to somebody or feel really offensive. And there's, I don't know who said it, but um, it sticks with me all these years that if you're letting cuss words come out of your mouth all the time, you must not be smart enough to be able to come up with other words to use. Well, there's, I mean, I think that there's something to be said about the intellectual honesty of, of that, right? If you're mm -hmm. able to, to swear, but then understand that it's not always appropriate, that means you have a greater sense of empathy and connectivity and responsibility to the world around you because you know that it's not always appropriate, but you know that sometimes it is the thing that's going to release some of the energy that you may actually have. Yes, especially, especially with humor. And that's what I got out of the article that you um, highlighted for me that I believe is is available for others. It was an interesting article. It made me think about um, perhaps I'm being too, uh, putting too much weight on that, or even maybe I'm being hypocritical, not just me, but anyone who's thinking about it. So um, cuss words, interesting. I'm putting uh, this into the chat. What does swearing say about the swearer? <laughs> the swearer <laughs> and that is in the chat so if you're watching on podcast and you're a swearer somehow find where this video is playing and click on it and read the article um so let's one thing we joke we joked about is um swearing in foreign languages that, <laughs> that feels a little uh, better, like there's not as much sting, uh huh, or energy around it. But <laughs> it, I guess that gets into the intention, right? Like if you're swearing in another language with people around who are not going to be able to hear it, that's one thing. Plus, you know, we grew up in the Philippines, and there are certain swear words in Tagalog that contain a certain amount of humor. <laughs> We're not going to say them. Um, can we say them? Do you still use them? Uh, I do. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. One in particular, the one that begins with a P. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but with that said, let me stick in a quick story. When we did live in the Philippines, um, Americans had a lot of help, like um, a maid or a seamstress. And we had this really lovely man. He was called, we call them yard boys, but he did our gardening and uh, he just was a fabulous person. And on the way to school, um, somebody taught me what I thought meant thank you, have a nice day. And that's not what it meant. So when I got off the school bus this one day and his name was Archie and he was there putting those eggs on the spiky plants. Do you remember that? They put eggshells on spiky plants. And I said to him, Ikao amoy baboy. And he just looked at me. It means you smell like a pig. <laughs> he, he told the maid that that really hurt his feelings because he takes two showers a day. 
Okay. And so um, when cussing in foreign languages, it's probably good to know exactly what we're saying. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, or when someone tells you what to say to, to someone, you should probably check it out with a friend or something. Um, so let's, let's, let's talk about this. Is there the difference between the spoken word? I mean, when, when you're setting intentions, let's, let's talk about this. When you're setting intentions, um, is the spoken word... Well, let me just come, go back because we have a video to show. Is there a difference between the power of the spoken word and the written word? And the reason why I say that is because uh, there was a woman <laughs> who went to Yellowstone, uh, who, let's do it, uh, who went to Yellowstone. <laughs> and although there was a sign that said, don't go into the hot springs, she was like, I want to go. <laughs> She's like, it's hot. It's really hot. <laughs> And someone wrote, it's hot. If only there were a sign telling them that since the steaming boiling water wasn't enough. So. I know it was that's kind of something we learn in elementary school, hot, don't touch. But there she is doing that. Exactly. Wow. So, but in terms of intentions, when you're, when you were saying intentions and trying to make things happen, do you see a difference between the written word and the spoken word? Um, I, I feel a difference, but it would depend on what I'm reading, um, who it comes from, if it's a, a someone that is a meaningful writer to me. Mm -hmm. And um, my brain goes in a little bit different direction. I hope this isn't too off the subject. But um, when you read to someone else or when you are reading to a group of children and they're engaged in that, that's really powerful. So it's, it's a spoken word, but it's coming from a written word because that opens up their thinking. It builds trust. It creates a, a sense of love. It really expands people's thinking when we read to them. And so there's so many different ways to look at that, the written word versus the spoken word. I never came up with a really good answer for that. <laughs> well, in terms of me, when I'm looking to manifest something or to generate something, change within myself, et cetera, uh, I find that speaking it harnesses more power for me. And you've been someone who has been really, really um, consistent with saying that journaling is important. Yes. To write down what it is that you're feeling, to write down what it is that has happened, because that is powerful that connects your subconscious to your conscious and makes it real in that way um so i've begun to try to do them both like i will write down a manifestation or write some things down um, but then i will also speak them out and i'm currently in a situation right now where i said what i wanted i wrote it down and i have it right next to my desk but then I speak it every single day. And I find that the more I speak it, the more connected to it I get. And I see that it, things are already happening to make it happen, but to make it happen better and deeper yes. than what I thought that it was going to be because it's connecting some other things that I said that I wanted and needed and they're coming together. Yes, okay. Ooh, and that's the power of affirmations. And um, whenever I introduce affirmations to people, except kids, they're always open. 
but a lot of it also be like, oh, that's kind of dorky, but it is a super powerful thing. And um, when I wake up each morning before getting out of bed, I think um, how I'm blessed, I'm lucky. It's going to be a really beautiful day. I'm full of grace. I'm full of love and get myself psyched to start on the day because those affirmations really shift our thinking and our mindset and um, add to our personal growth. And it just a short little blurb about the journaling. When you are dedicated to journaling, and I recommend we do it upon getting up in the morning because that's when we're going to be the freshest to pull information from our subconscious into the conscious. But when you go back after a few months and read what you wrote, themes start to emerge and you start to see new ways to go forward on your path. So journaling and affirmations are totally powerful. Can't say enough about them. So then you've got the written word, which is powerful. And then you have the spoken word, uh, which is where well, your affirmations can be both written and spoken. So you can tap into that. So uh, as we continue this journey, we hope that people will like take that into account, start journaling, start writing affirmations, saying them out loud, and please share with us what happens and what happens with you. Tammy, we're about near the end of our ride. I know we didn't get to the other stuff, but um, we'll put it on that list of things to address later because uh, there's just so much to the power of words. And and, and I uh, really recommend people explore more on their own. There's so much uh, involved with, what's the word? I always get it wrong. Epitome, you know, the study of words. <laughs> <laughs> Etymology. Etymology, yeah. There's so much of that. Uh, that we could absorb that expands our consciousness. We didn't even get to base words, root words and everything. So perhaps in the future. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what we've learned is as we put these shows together, that there are so many things that come up that we're like, okay, that's super important, but it really is not on topic. So we may have um, a blue plate special show or a mixed hash show where we put it all together. Like what's another dish you can put things together, like an omelet. We may have an omelet show where it's just <laughs> everything that we couldn't put into other shows just to get through it all uh, and talk to you about it. But anyway, this has been a great conversation as always. And it's fed my soul. And it's actually really, truly made me think differently about some words that I thought I already knew. Yeah. Yeah. It just made me realize, again, there's so much that I don't know. But I hope that what we can take away is to be thoughtful of our intentions before those words come out of our mouth, because they have so much power. <laughs> well, folks, thank you for tuning into the Spiritual Diner today. I'm Tammy Reyes. It has been so fun to serve you a big old helping of the power of words. Yes, indeed. And if you have found value in the show, make sure that you like and subscribe so you'll never miss a show. And please follow us uh, here on Spiritual Diner. But I also want to point out that Tammy has her own Psychic Readings by Tammy on Facebook, or you can go to the TammyThePsychic.com uh, and see what she does there. She does psychic readings. She answers questions from people. And I think that you would enjoy getting to know her a little deeper in that arena. I, I just love it. I love assisting others in doing readings. But be sure to tell a friend about our Spiritual Diner show because the world can use more patrons at the Spiritual Diner. 
Yes. And you can also see me on a show called He Said, He Said, He Said, which is a look at the world from a seasoned Black man's perspective. We are on Friday nights. You can find us at Linktree slash He Said, He Said, He Said. We are on all platforms and it is always a good time, informative. You'll learn something. You'll laugh. Uh, so we share these to let you know that you can see us in other places and that it really is a special moment when we come together to create something very special for you called the Spiritual Diner. So we really do appreciate you being here. Mark your calendars because we want you to have a reservation to join us next week when our show will be about energy, harnessing that energy and using it to create the world you want to live in for yourself. Totally, totally. And there's going to be a lot of great, interesting concepts that are going to be new for people. So we're excited. Yay. Yes, indeed. So until next time, I'm Vosh Bodhi. I'm Tammy Reyes. And, and we'll keep your consciousness open. Bye. <laughs>